Hi, this is Jennifer Nanez from Albuquerque, and you are listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast, almost the first line edition. Richard Cote, Adam Minnick with you. We are missing Lonnie. Um, he is uh, on his way to being the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos. That's that's why he's out. Um, he, he had Peyton Manning surgery, so he's uh, he's recovering. We wish him a speedy recovery. And, you know, pretty soon, Richard, um, you know, Peyton Manning surgery, that means like, hey, you know, he, he's going to be playing for the Broncos soon, man. Yeah, pretty soon. He's be throwing a, a few thousand yards yeah. uh, this upcoming season. So, sure, yeah, yeah we'll bring him on. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I when I when I saw him a couple weeks ago we were talking about is you know and like hey you're gonna come back uh, better than ever and ready to paint Manning, um, and he informed me that uh, none of the surgery is gonna be on his arm, so that's gonna remain the same even though his oh. neck will be more. I said, oh, so it's not the it's not to make you like Peyton Manning, it's similar to the neck surgery Peyton Manning had. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. thought he was getting yeah. something put it. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So it was way less exciting. I thought it was like a great surgery to make him millions of dollars and we'd lose him on the podcast and, and all that, but he'll be back after the first of the year. Yep. The Broncos lost is our gain. Yep. <laughs> the Broncos never had him. So is that a loss? Uh, the, the opportunity to get oh, him. The they lost yes. that opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. So we're, well, you, you know, Richard, we, we were talking before, um, you, you, <laughs> You're having a fun week. I know this is usually story time in the second line edition, um, but we, we were on again, off again today between uh, sickness and, and and electrical issues in your house. Yeah, so um, we have a uh, a respiratory illness. It's just spreading throughout the house. Philip had it. He was out for the first couple of days a week from school. Um, hold I on, stayed hold home. On, hold on, hold on. You mean an upper body injury? Upper body injury. You don't want to disclose. Right. I mean, it, it, just in case other kids at school are, are scouting him. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so an upper body injury. Um, so I kept him out of school for the first couple of days of the week. I stayed home with him. Uh, Emily stayed home on Tuesday and yesterday. Um, we finally got him back to school today. And uh, it that upper body injury has transferred to me. Um, so I, I was down and out yesterday afternoon. Uh, I slept almost the entire afternoon. And uh, if you notice that my voice still kind of sounds a little sick, I, I am. I'm not 100% right now. Um, and now this upper body injury is starting to impact Emily. as She's been texting me from work that she's not feeling so great. And um, it's just it's making the entire round of the house. Uh, but that has canceled our plans to go back to New Mexico over the holidays, which we're really bummed about. But we'll we'll figure that out later. And then later earlier today, um, I come down to the studio to, to start creating the rundown, getting everything ready for the show. Uh, I flipped the light switch. Nothing. Power is completely out in the PHN uh, Colorado studio here. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I went immediately to the breaker and, uh, you know, opening, you know, shut and open the, uh, you know, the, the breaker box, uh, flipping switches like Madman. nothing. It was a CFGI outlet in the wall that just, um, that tripped. So, you know, one of those, uh, really dumb moments. Cause I did actually have to call somebody in and they were plugging stuff in and they plugged it into that outlet, which reset it and everything's back on. So, uh, it's been a day. 
Do you feel like you failed as the man of the house having to call somebody in to press a little plastic button? Uh, I, I feel like I failed as a human being, not checking everything. <laughs> was was the electrician kind or was it one of those smirks when he found out what the problem was? Oh, no. He said it was. I was the second person today that had that issue where he went in and it just flipped the switch of the CFGI okay. outlet. And uh, so I know there was at least somebody else out there today who did the same thing. But you know, to kind of even things out, I had a smooth going on with the uh, the Tesla service center today. Took my car in to get a fuse replaced, the the main battery drive fuse. Uh, that took about forty minutes, but you know that that was smooth and free because it was under warranty. Yeah. And, and your Tesla still hasn't blown up, so you're ahead of the game compared to a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Little little things. Little things. Yeah. So it's a giving season. It, it's that. Um, except uh, unless you were a coach in St. Louis or Ottawa. Uh, we'll talk about Ottawa because, because that was uh, the latest happenings. They got a new coach um, more out and nothing says let's think ahead and jumpstart this young upcoming team. than grabbing uh, Jacques Martin. I, I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with, 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 with Jacques Martin, I believe is up and comer. Coach with Ottawa now? Uh, I am not familiar with him. <laughs> Jacques Martin is uh, is back. Um, yep. it's it's only been a decade since he he's he's last coach. In in fact, this is the second time he's with Ottawa. Um, he, he coached Ottawa in '95 through '04. Hasn't coached since 2012. And Ottawa, who brought him in a couple of weeks ago as an advisor to the coaching staff, they're like, hey, you're now the head coach. What you got at 71? <laughs> um, hey, maybe he's got some radical ideas. What, what's old is new again, right? <sighs> yeah. Trivia question. Because okay. most people I don't think know this. Do you know what the first NHL team he ever coached? It was not Ottawa. That was not his first gig. Oh, okay. That was the uh, second gig. The second okay. seven years off between gigs. Okay. Um, let me see. Very coat for um, Was it? It wasn't NHL, was it? It was the NHL. No, I'm talking about his first NHL coaching job. First NHL coaching. Um, was it the Maple Leafs? Nope. Nope. No. What was it? The St. Louis Blues, the the St. Louis Blues, everybody. Really? Yes. And and you want it gets even weirder. It gets even weirder than that. He coached the St. Louis Blues. He won the division his first year. Second place his second year. Coached in 16 playoff games in those two seasons. His combined regular season record in those two years, 66 71 and 23 for a 484 winning percentage. Mm. That's good. I guess. Under under 500 and won a division. <laughs> under wow. 500 second place. Oh, the NHL was different. Sure was. Very very different back then, yeah. Finished first in the Norris Division with 79 points back in the 86-87 season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Isn't that nuts? So, yeah, 79 points. That's getting you nowhere near a, a playoff spot nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little different back then, as they like to say. Right? I mean, think, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around winning the division with 79 points. Yes. Wow. Yep. That's uh that that is the NHL back then. Uh, uh so okay, 79 points wins the division. I, I mean, how how bad was that division that year? How bad was that division this year? I'm glad you asked that because I got the old black and orange shield logo standings pulled up. St. Louis, 79 points to win. Detroit, 78. The Blackhawks, 72. And the Maple Leafs and North Stars tied at 70. But back in those days, the top four teams in every division went. So the Stars were left out because they lost. They didn't win as many games because wins were the tiebreaker. Huh. It's really a nine, nine points separating first and last place. To, okay. to put it in bigger perspective, the Norris, 79 points it took. Edmonton in the Smythe, 106. Hartford in the Adams, 93. The Patrick division winning Flyers, 100. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Blues would have grabbed the final playoff spot in all three other divisions. The Norris was, was just not good that year. It would appear so. Yes. Nor, nor really um, in the, the following year uh, because they had 76 points and were in second place at 34, 38, and 8. Detroit had 93, ran away with the division. Hmm. Yeah, times, times are different. So anyway, that's, that's, that's so Jacques Martin, 71. Um, I think the bigger news, though, is Daniel Alfredson was brought on to the coaching staff, the, the great Ottawa Senator legend that he is. Richard, is this a Martin tutoring Alfredson, who's the coach in waiting type scenario? I I feel like it has to be. Um, you, you don't really hire a a seventy one year old coach who hasn't coached since what you said twenty fifteen eleven twelve eleven and twelve. Okay, he hasn't coached in over a decade. You don't really bring him in to be your permanent solution. You and you know bring in some other. Uh, some other people to, um, you know, to help him out with. You bring him in to to mentor the the up and coming staff. That way, you can try and promote a replacement. And that that goes that that tells me also that they're not looking for a person who already has head coaching um, experience in the NHL. They're looking for somebody uh, who they can promote from within. Yeah, I mean he's. The thing is, like in his Florida and Montreal run, he he was over 500 every year, but only made the playoffs twice in the six seasons he he had between Florida and Montreal. Now, when he was in Ottawa the first time, I mean, it 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 was a run from '95 through '04. They made the playoffs all but one year, and that was his first year when they they were a bottom dweller. But after that, they they were in the playoffs every year, and most years. They've all except yeah, all except one, or all except two. It looks like three, three. It looks like made the second round or beyond. When they mm-hmm. lost in the first round, two of the times it was seven games. So 
I mean, yeah, it, it's a known commodity there, but I mean, unless you're grooming Alfredson, I don't understand why you bring him in as the caretaker for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not like there's a shortage of head coaches looking for a job right now or, uh, you know, um, assistant coaches out there that who you can try and cherry pick. Um, I, I don't know. Um, maybe they, they see something in Alfredson that, you know, is going to help the, the locker room gel a little bit better. Uh, maybe he's got a leadership style, a quality that they like, and they need somebody to, you know, kind of help him manage uh, this new position, I, I, it's it's a little confusing to me of why they would, you know, bring in bring in him as a mentor. Yeah, the, it's the only thing I can think. Of. It's got to be a mentor situation. It's got to be we don't want to hire our next guy. We really want to take time because we're sitting at twenty two points, which is one point off worse than the league. So we're not making the playoffs. We've lost five in a row. It was four in a row at the time. Now five as he opened is is there. Um, we we can score. We, we just give up a lot of goals is, is our problem. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's, I think there's a lot of that of, of just kind of looking at it and being like, Hey, um, season's lost. So let's take our time to, to hire. I mean, right. It's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I think after the, uh, the first month of the season, we knew this was going to be a wash for Ottawa. Um, a few sports writers, we're thinking this was going to be a turnaround season for them. It just seems to be more of the same. Yeah, it's so we'll see. Um, you know, we had six teams this year with with NHL with brand new NHL head coaches. And now mm-hmm. we've got two guys that that are already gone. Um, and uh, the question is, and we don't like to play like, you know, who's going to get fired, but the all eyes got to be on Buffalo at this point in terms of hot seats, I would think, because this was supposed to be yet another year that they took a a step forward. Yeah. And it's not happening under Don Granado. No, absolutely not. Um, And I, at at this point, they, they have, uh, they've made so many roster moves. Um, and they, they've acquired so many pieces over the years. We think that, you know, this is this is going to be their year. This is going to be their year. This is where they're going to get better. Uh, they absolutely have not. And I, I think at, at this point, if they do go out and they replace the head coach and nothing changes, uh, you know, are we talking about canning Kevin Adams? I mean, at, at some point, you got you got to go to the top, right? Right. I mean, uh, just the, the amount of money and talent they've acquired to be this below mediocre. Um, I, I don't even know if it's, yeah, if the coaching change is going to take, like, I don't know if it's a coaching change situation. Yep. I, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, yeah. but uh, we got a couple of guys that need to go to my custom sports share.com to get some new logo chairs. It's exactly what they yeah. need to do with their new home <laughs> so they can get their office and their homes with the right logo on them. My custom sports for all your chair needs logos. You want, you can even put Richard's face on there. If you really want in your sports chair, nobody wants that. You should do it. I'd put it like on the seat, not on the back. 
So every Why? time I sat down, it'd be right on your face. Okay. It's okay. a respect thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where you're going with that. I'm not going anywhere with it. Okay. I'm not All going right. anywhere with it. All right. Um, you know, the other, the other struggle going on in the NHL right now is Alexander Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's not scoring. It's, no. It's, it's, we're, it's like weeks worth. We, we haven't seen him score in weeks. 14 games without a goal. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, didn't get, you guys did not have any upper body injuries going on in the house back then. No. <laughs> you know, we were all relatively healthy at that point. Um, yeah, it's just it's, – it's strange to see uh, you know Ovechkin go this long. This is the longest goal drought of his career, fourteen games, which is you know given how long his career is, is you know, um, you would expect him to yeah. to yeah to to be scoring a little bit more than this. Um, but I was just thinking like you know, what do they need to change to to be able to get him to contribute a little bit more? What what does he need to change? Um, I know we talked a lot about him being on the power play unit, having him set up in the OB office. And that's where, you know, a good majority of his goals come from because that's, you uh, know, not, yeah, that's, it was an unstoppable machine, uh, you know, a few seasons ago. This season, not so much. Um, I believe uh, Washington has the third worst power play percentage in the in the league at about 10%. Um, they've had 85 opportunities on the power play and have converted, um, I believe, nine. So a little less than 10%. 30th in the league in goals scored. Yeah. I mean, they are tied with the Blackhawks and and only six ahead of, of San Jose. Yeah. In terms of goals scored. He, I think it's really simple. I, I do. I think it's really, really simple of the problem. Tell me who else in that lineup you're scared of that you really have to cover hard. So Strom's have, is leading the team with 13 goals. Mm-hmm. That's a good year. Tom Wilson, 10. Then, then there's nobody. Anthony Mantha, Connor McMichael, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nick Dowd, Sonny Milano. Oh, and by the way, I think this is the bigger problem. They do not have a single defenseman with more than one goal. Mm, yeah. So... If you're not generating shots and goals from the point, you could sag. You can take away the passing lanes. You're, yeah, if you want, it's like in in basketball. If you know a big guy's out there who can't shoot the three, you leave him open, right? Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to forecheck up hard on the blue line because you're not afraid of the shots up there. Or you can forecheck hard, forcing a pass because you know they're looking for a pass and it's easier than to get your sticks in the lane when you're running a defensive pressure situation i think there's just the second there's not like it's not even tertiary scoring there's no secondary scoring yeah. on the capitals right now and it makes it really hard for him to get free and then you know he's probably pressing at this point only having five goals and not scored in over two dozen games mm-hmm. i just I, I think it really starts on their blue line they are getting zero offensive production out of the back end zero yeah yeah um i, I mean I, I don't know if I can really add much more to that because um, yeah. yeah. Carlson's doing his Carlson thing of dishing the puck. He's got 16 points. 15 of them are assists. Jensen, 04. Edmondson, 1-1. TVR, 05. Fairhairvary. Uh, I screwed this up all the time. 1-4. <laughs> Alexiev, 1-0. Sandine, 
Rasmus Sandin, the guy that's supposed to be scoring, 0-6. So what is that? What are they? One, two, three, four goals out of seven defensemen. Yeah. In 29 oh, games. It's a problem. That that is a problem. It is is this I mean is Washington in a position this season where they're going to be looking to address this through a trade? I mean they're they're still in in the in the mix of a playoff hunt here. Given, you know, how badly they started the season, they're still in the thick of things. But is they, that something I mean, they don't have? Ca- if they make a trade, it has to be for even money. Yeah, I mean they've they've got no cap space to deal with. None. They're they're probably going to get. It looks like potentially six million. So like if they use LTIR, um. First, as the way they they are probably going to, then yeah, I mean you can move. Cause that's assuming you're going to move TJ Oshie to 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 long term IR, which I think mm-hmm. is the case. Um, you've already got Backstrom on there for nine million. So, okay, a trade. You got to find a two to four million dollar defenseman to replace one of your non-scoring two to $4 million yeah. defensemen. And by the way, all like the guys that you want to trade in a Trevor Van Riemsdyke or <laughs> a Nick Jensen are signed for 25, 26. Yep. Joel Edmonston has a restricted, no movement clause. So maybe he's not buying into it. He, he can, but I mean, once again, <laughs> I don't know how th- this roster, there's not a lot of moving parts on this roster. No. Also not a lot of demon available right now w- with, with an offensive upside necessarily. I mean, on the forward side, do you, I mean, Anthony Mantha's unsigned for next season. So if he's not part of your next wave, I mean, he's, he's tradable. Yeah. There, there are people that would take him on. It's a five, seven hit. So you may have to eat some. And they got a lot of young guys on the back. So they're not going to trade guys that are still on ELCs and they have con- control over for a long time. I, I, I don't know. There, there's not much to move on the roster in terms of a trade. And there's not much cap space for them. Okay. I mean, they, I, yeah, they're in that, they're in that, their middle world of, they went for it. They're, they're you know, they, they kind of set themselves and there's not much wiggle room. And I guess the good news is they happen to be in, I would say, in the weaker of the two Eastern divisions. Yeah, I mean, the Metropolitan's very top-heavy. Yeah. You, you got the Rangers, and that's really about it. Right. And then Philly through Jersey, and if you even want, though, Pittsburgh in there. I mean... That's the thing. Like the Capitals are only one point out of a playoff spot, so they're they're not they're not anywhere close to not being out of you know they're in the playoff hunt. Yeah, you know, one win they're, they're they're back in. But I mean, actually, now I take that back. Technically, they're in because they're ahead of Tampa. Yeah, they, they got two games in hand, yeah. or at least three games in hand. Like, three yeah. games in hand, four games in hand on Tampa. 
So they're, yeah. they're, they're ahead of Tampa. So they're in it. So it's what can you add to generate offense for Ovechkin? I think is the sole question that that brain trust has to find. I, and I think you, you hit it on the head with, you need to have, uh, you know, more offensive strike power from the point. You need to make them, you know, you need to make the defensive team, uh, you know, think that you've got that, that capability of hitting from far away, or maybe it's as easy, not as easy, but maybe it's so much that you drop it or you push a defenseman up and you drop Ovechkin a little bit further back, creating a little bit more space between uh, the defensemen. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess one name to still watch would be Noah Hannafin. Cause you know, he broke off talks with Calgary mm-hmm. and Calgary is they're fighting for a playoff spot. So, you know, you don't think they give up on him, but if, if they know they're not going to sign him, it's that case of, can we get something for him type thing? But I, I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I don't know what there, there's not a lot of offensive upside. I mean, it was Zadorov already traded. Um, God, it's amazing how many Calgary defensemen potentially could be traded. Um, <laughs> you know, Lubushkin and Anaheim. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, you know, Toronto's looking at him. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's you. They're looking for a piece that's not easy to find. No. So, that's fair. That's fair. But he, they, they got to get him right. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. They, they got to get him right if they, if they want to get things fixed. So, yeah. We, we are getting near that time of, of the winter classic. Oh, yes. PHN will be at darkenews.com for all the coverage. We, uh, we, we, we're going to watch in Seattle at the home of the home of the Seattle Mariners baseball team. Couldn't think of the name. T-Mobile Park. There it is. I was going to say T-Mobile Park. I want to say CenturyLink, but it's not even CenturyLink. It's Lumen, but that's the football stadium. It's yeah. T-Mobile. It's the, it's the other. Yeah, it's not Starbucks field, Park. Now it's T-Mobile Park. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very confusing. But uh, yeah. So they're there. That the, the renderings came out about what it's supposed to look like. They're going to have a shipwreck thing in there. They're going to have the auxiliary rink. There's going to be a lot of blue to signify water, Puget Sound. Okay. Like it, you know, what I'd expect. Um, and now we know the all-important musical performances we're going to get. <laughs> when you think Seattle, music scene, immediately you think of none other than Hart and Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, obviously. Yes. The biggest names to come out of Seattle. Yes. Um, about We're recording this at, what, 2.30 Central Time on the 21st? So mm-hmm. about an hour ago, I learned Sir Mix a lot was from Seattle. <laughs> That's what I learned yep. about the press release. Yep. I knew Hart was. Um, did not know Sir Mix a lot. I I didn't have him pegged as a Seattle boy. Uh no, me I mean I, No, I, I didn't have him as Seattle, but I mean is that really where he's from or is that where he kind of started his career? I thought he was more of a Northern California guy, but I, you know, I, I I don't really know okay. a ton about Sir Mix a lot. Here's my favorite part. 
This is another Seattle native who won Grammy for his 19, 1992 hit Baby Got Back will perform, in quotes, one of his most popular songs, unquote, during the player introductions. Name another popular song from Sir Mix-a-Lot. Well, you know, that that that's what I was going to so, so he's going to have <laughs> one of his most popular, not, not his... Not, Not his, his most, most popular. popular song, but one of his most It's got to be Jump On It. But that's all about Texas. Yeah, and the Fresh Prince is Bel Air, which really kind of pushed that song to the forefront. But I, I, I guess he could, he could mix it up during the player introductions. Could, could, can he? Yeah. Sir can Mix he? a Lot could mix it up, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... Sure. <laughs> hey, what, what, what do you have him picked down for? For I mean, one of his most popular well, songs. You know, this, this is the thing. It was in quotes. Where, where like, so in 2003, he, he came back out with an album. Um, mm-hmm. The title, the lead hit single, hit single, um, was called Big Johnson. Mm-hmm. So he went to the other side from, you know, Baby Got Back over to Big Johnson. Right. There. Um, apparently in 2010 he released a single called Cars with a Z of course mm-hmm. yep um, he released that uh, yeah I I, I I don't know like I, I don't I don't know um, I don't know I <sighs> <laughs> alright all right. so I, I mean, uh, uh, Swass, gonna... he's got Swass. There's, there's a theme to his songs, so they obviously don't want to talk too much about the names and the way they release it of one of his popular songs. You, you know it's got to be Baby Got Back. It has to be. How does that fit into player introductions, though? I don't know, but it, it, it has to. Uh, uh, maybe it's It's got to it, I change it up. It's got to be Jump On It. That, that's that's going to be what it is. Ink it down okay. now. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. Um, so you're you're going to go jump on it for mm-hmm. the uh, for that. Okay. So <sighs> my my question I mean, to you now go go into the other part of um, of the musical act here uh, yeah. with heart. I'm yeah. going to give you three three options here: A, B, and C. Uh, a, uh, they're going to perform Barracuda. B, yeah. Crazy on You, or yep. C, both. Oh, I think both. Both for sure. Um, I would say also if they get a, a fourth song, depending how how this is all uh, playing out and and how many songs and times and 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 what they get, um, I I could see them also pulling out. What about love? Okay. I mean that's that that's one they're known for. Yeah. After that, I mean, Wild Child, maybe, maybe, but I mean, like Barracuda, Puget Sound, Water. I mean, there's there's gonna there, there, yeah. there there's stuff there. Guaranteed Barracuda. Yeah, guaranteed. All right, I'm giving you two guarantees. You're getting Jump on It and Barracuda. Okay, from that those musical acts. I mean, I don't disagree with you on on Jump on It by. I mean, because there's not much to pick in the Sir Mix a Lot. <laughs> catalog there yeah yeah i mean uh, it's just 
it is amazing. It's it's another musical selection of where the NHL is versus every other league. <laughs> they, they they couldn't quite book the Foo Fighters or Macklemore, I guess. Well, but the the Foo Fighters are not as much as a Seattle band as as the other Seattle bands. Yeah, but they, they do I have mean, Seattle I mean, ties. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Grohl and Nirvana, but I mean, I, I don't I don't look at them as the prototypical Seattle grunge band. No, that was more late no. '90s, but that was after the boom. I mean, they weren't, you know, the Pearl Jam, the the uh, uh, Audio Slave, Nirvana, you know, grunge '90 early '90s. I mean, we couldn't even get like a C-list grunge band for a Seattle music scene concert. <laughs> We're going '70s pop and '90s hip hop. So, what would be your your ideal? like a musical musical performance for this Seattle extravaganza. Well, no, no, no. My ideal and, um, and NHL's ability of who they can get. Or doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What, what, what would out of the, the musicians that have Seattle ties, give me two groups who you, you would like to see. I mean, you can't do Alice in Chains. You can't do Soundgarden due to, to lack of, People, you can't do Nirvana. No, there's no. I mean, Pearl Jam is my favorite band, but they're, they're never going to get Pearl Jam. Let's not even pretend. So, uh, no, okay, uh, do uh, that. it has nothing to do with their ability to get. I mean, uh, who, so, do you, who do you want as your Pearl musical Jam. act? Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Okay, all right. Pearl Jam, or, or or I would like some kind of incarnation of what Temple the Dog or Mad Season was, who were two mega bands that they took all the bands of the year and a couple guys did side projects with mad season and temple of the dog and, and, and we're together. So, I mean, could we get guys left from Nirvana and Soundgarden, Alice in Chains and Pearl jam and mud honey, you know, I, I mean, that's, that, that's what I want to see. Okay. Mother love bone Candlebox. still got some guys left in, in, in from Candlebox. Um, Hey, you know, what's the actually, I just thought about this. The perfect BC level band from Seattle, the presidents of the United States of America. Ooh, okay. There you I go. I mean, does nothing scream more of they're from the scene, but we're not quite going to get the major part of the scene. And we are the NHL presidents of the United States of America. I like it. I like I just, it. I mean, STP is still around. Megadeth is still around. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I, I, uh, it, it's so frustrating. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. They're still touring. Yes, they are. Queensryche. Okay. They're from uh, nearby Bellevue, I believe. Man, I'm okay. I, Kind of like this era of music, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, I mean, I do too. <laughs> it's all coming. I just, to me, there's so much they could like. I'm fine with heart. Mm-hmm. This is for Mixel. I mean, like, are they just going cheeky? Are they trying to be funny yeah. and cute? <laughs> cheeky. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. See what you did there. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I was actually a little surprised at both of them. One, I'm like, okay, the heart. Sure, they were available, I guess. Um, 
but yeah, I guess on the NHL's um, popularity and draw for musical acts, you know, not be, you know, hockey not being known as a uh, you know a major intermission mm-hmm. production, yeah, you're you're not going to draw the big names. I, I get that, but you, you got a, a lot of bigger names in the Seattle area who are probably free, who could do a little bit more than Sir Mix-a-Lot and Hart. Honestly, I, I would have loved to see Macklemore there just to, you know, he's okay. kind of right now. He's kind of the quintessential Seattle artist. Um, and then I, I would like to see the Foo Fighters cause I, I like the Foo Fighters. They weren't getting the Foo Fighters. You're, I know they weren't going to get, you're them, not getting the Foo Fighters. I, I know I'm not getting it, but you're I, I would have liked them. it. I, I was going to really, to, to me, Pearl Jam was more Seattle than Foo Fighters. I, you know, okay. Throwing, I think it has to do with fine with me. Either it has one. to do with when they started, and and to me, Foo Fighters is the next wave due to the death of Kurt Cobain, and and you know Dave Grohl not joining Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers, yeah, and turning into you know go, going to the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. It's, so we we get pregame with Sir Mix a lot, first intermission with Hart, and second intermission a tribute to Seattle sports where Jay Buner. Jamal Crawford, Mark Hasselback, Matt Hasselback, Walter Jones, Steve Largent, Marshawn Lynch, who's a co-owner of the team, Edgar Martinez, Jack Sikma, Isaiah Thomas, Lenny Wilkins, and Dan Wilson. Ooh. A tribute to Seattle sports. Yeah. Neat. Hey, that, that Super Bowl you won. Let's celebrate that. Huzzah. Yeah, 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 and 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 I, and I'm assuming the Isaiah Thomas they're talking about is 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 the one that is from Tacoma, Washington, not the original Isaiah Thomas that played at Indiana and Detroit Pistons. Probably that's my assumption. <laughs> just the one just, who actually has ties to the area. Yeah, correct, probably. correct. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to, going to assume. Um, but yeah. So that's that. That it is. Um, Vegas, Seattle, January first, noon Pacific time. On the TNT. On the TNT. On the TNT. Yep. And uh, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. That's uh, yeah. There you go. In case you're Can't wondering, wait. the national anthem. 14-year-old Seattle-based singer, songwriter, and guitarist, Nikhil Baga. I I was wondering. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for answering my question that I didn't ask. Yep. Yep. There's your entertainment rundown for that. Um, By the way, there's also (laughs) a game that day. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, the day just keeps getting better. There is. uh, Versus a team that needs a goalie. Because I don't know if you saw this, Logan Thompson went down last night for Vegas. Ooh. Yep. Well, so that guy Eden Hill. No, he's he's still on the IR. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't come off. He's still out this month. Yikes. So they're uh, they're digging deep. So questions now are there of who's going to be <laughs> who's going to be their goalie for that. Um, and then you've got uh, Seattle, who is meddling around with 31 points 
Um, <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're just, they're just kind of hanging out right now. They're, they're with the blues and the wild and the flames. So they're the least disappointing team in that group. Lowest expectations compared to the other guys in, in the group that they're hanging around with. Right. But yeah, they trailed the upstart Arizona Coyotes by three points for the last playoff spot. Um, obviously a more important game for Seattle, A, being at home, being in the playoff race. Uh, but yeah, when when you've got a potential of Yuri Patera or Isaiah Seville as your goaltending choices for Vegas, you know, that, that makes it a little bit intriguing. If, if, if Hill's going to remain out and Thompson has any type of longevity with this injury, uh, that, that, that'll, that'll be interesting. Now I will say um, the, the most fun part so far of all this that I have liked, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. We, we got goalie gear pictures that are starting to leak for the uh, winter classic. Oh, really? And, oh yeah. Oh Yeah. And Seattle's Seattle's been leaking them. Uh, Grubauer and Decord have been leaking some stuff. <laughs> there's some there's some good looking garb, good looking garb that could be potentially coming out um, as as they go through it. So it's it's uh it's fun. It 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 may make those jerseys look better that I just have a few issues with. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's it's uh we'll see we'll see you talk, are you talking about the uh the cracking goalies uh mask yeah i think with it's the cords baseball mask. cards yeah yep yeah with the baseball cards yep sounds pretty cool yeah yeah well uh so yeah um richard are, are you excited for the winter classic played out i mean where, where are we at with this you know, I gotta say, I'm a little more excited for this one than I was last year. I can't even remember who played last year. I don't know if you can off the top of your head either. But in the 2023 um, Winter Classic, yeah, it, it was in um, Fenway, wasn't it? Was it again? Yeah, Were we oh, back that's in right, Fenway. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh, it right? Sure was Pittsburgh versus Boston. It, yeah, it was. Um, and say my, my, my one of my teams was even in it, and I, I hardly remember it. Uh, oh, and this you have like year, six favorite teams and stuff to keep track of. Uh, two, but okay. Um, <laughs> Sports Orphan, I'm, I'm gonna play that card until it's played out. There you um, go. I, I, I'm more excited for this one this year, and I, I don't know why. Maybe it's like the, the very subtle um messaging I'm getting about it. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's being amped up as much, which makes me more intrigued. Um, I, I'm just sad that it's going to be on TNT. And since I don't get that, I'm not going to be able to watch, but um, I, I'm really curious to see what those uniforms look like on the ice. So I'll have to see the pictures afterwards. Um, but I'm also really curious when you mentioned um, Logan Thompson going down um, this, this game just got a lot more interesting because, yep. you know, Seattle again, fighting for that playoff spot and Vegas kind of fading a little bit. Um, they're only what one point up of uh, Vancouver for the division lead right now. So um, I, I know the game is in like a week or a week yeah. after we post this, um, but it's still going to have uh, you know big implications. Oh, yeah. I know, a little bit bigger for Seattle, but you know 
not not a game that Vegas should ignore. So I don't know. Nope. I, I'm a little bit more excited for this one this year than I have been in the years past. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Foco, great bobbleheads. Go on our website, click on the link to, to get yourself a little special deal there. But gear up with that Foco, some really cool bobbleheads. Check them out, foco.com. They've got some, like I said, some really, really neat stuff going on there. Um, speaking of watching games, we mm-hmm. talked about how you can't watch games because you're one of those cord cutter, not cutting, and then you buy a bunch of dot-com things that equal as much as the cord cutting didn't add and all that. You're one of those, yeah. But you don't have all of them. Uh, we just found out uh, today, of course, the court's got to approve this, uh, the bankruptcy court, but NHL and Diamond Future, they, they, they've negotiated. Diamond will retain and finish the season with, with the dozen teams that they cover. Uh, so fans in those markets aren't going to have to worry about losing their team uh, this January when all the bankruptcy stuff was going to get finished up. But all the media rights, and some of them were, were up to 2030 for those contracts, all of them will return to the NHL at the end of the season. Yep. So some teams can renegotiate and, and, and stay on, on what is now Bally's. Who knows what, what that'll turn into. Um, there, there's talk that Amazon is looking to buy the pieces and parts of Diamond. So that could be a negotiating thing afterwards. But the good news is that the NHL, like the NBA, was able to secure to make sure teams finish on TV this year. And now they own the rights. Richard, we are getting very, very, very close to a lot more direct to consumer, less RSNs and more, I think, DTC type setups here for these local teams. I would love to see that. Uh, just having your your own product being broadcast out to your own local market, you know, directly to them without having to go through some cable channel or through, you know, some I mean, yeah, you'll have to sign up for some subscription or whatever. Um I'm interested about what's going to happen if Amazon gets involved with this uh, and what that's going to kind of muddy the waters a bit when it comes to like streaming. Cause I'm sure it's going to be like streaming through prime or, you know, all that. And you know what ESPN is going to have to say about that because they have rights to these games as well. And, you know, they have what used to be the NHL center ice package. Um, And since that's not a thing, what that's going to look like in the future and how, you know, how these companies fighting over, over these games, if we're going to win as consumers or um, we're just going to see a lot more division. Well, I mean, ESPN will be fine in the fact that if you want every team all the time, that's the package you have to get. Okay. What what we're changing, I think, and it's potential of, are we changing zip code stuff as well? Of If you're a Boston Bruins fan living in in Denver and you only want to watch the Bruins, this is a bad example because Nesson is not part of this, but road we're going down. Can you yeah. buy for a hundred bucks or whatever the number is, the Bruins games only through Nesson, no matter where you live and what service you have at home? That is the ultimate goal, I think, of a lot of these teams is to offer a standalone live game only package where you log in for the games no matter where you live and what you want, and you can basically single source a team directly back to the team. Yeah. Or the league. I think that's, I think that's where all this is going. And 
it's not necessarily bad because I think we are starting to be more disjointed of where people live and the teams they want to watch. Youth surveys are showing they are less interested in live sports on TV. The only downside for me, I, the only the thing I hate most about all the, the online stuff versus just flipping on like direct TV. Like I have man watching commercials. Cause it's too hard to flip to somewhere else. It's that's the, <laughs> that's what I don't like. I want to be able to easily flip to something else without buffering in a circle going on my screen. And I like channel numbers. So I know, like th- that is, that is my biggest pet peeve about online is I'm actually watching commercials more often. I don't want to watch commercials in my sports. I, I believe you just had a get off my lawn moment, but um, pretty close. I, I mean, I, I guess what to me is a little bit more frustrating is, you know, when you don't get those commercials and all you get is the program will retu- return shortly slates that just sits there for minutes on end. Um, right. If they made but, it easier to flip the channel, you could do it, but you can't. I mean, especially with direct to consumer when you're only consuming one piece for two and a half hours. Exactly. I, yeah. Cord cutting bad. <laughs> And oh, and it's it's not that bad. I, I predict we're we're gonna see a pendulum swing back to something of of cord going back in because I think that there's good, there's too much disjointed right now, and the pie has gotten too big. And look no further than Disney, Hulu, ESPN. Discovery's already scrapped a lot of their plans. You know, Max is different. You know, with Warner, I I, I think at some point a lot of these folks are going to realize they're too disjointed and they do need each other and mm-hmm. major distributors to, to bring back more money. Yep. And, and I think that's where we're going to see, uh, you know, Amazon and things like mm-hmm. Roku yep. are going to be able to, um, you know, kind of bring those all together in a, in a simple place. I, I yep. think that that's where we're going to see that market end up. Yeah, and you've got Vegas and Arizona who who have a number of games on free local te- over the air traditional over the air television channels. This yeah, year, I wish we had that here partnership <laughs> with Scripps and all that. Yeah, that, that ain't going to happen in a market where the owner owns the media company that they're on. <laughs> yeah, Denver's a, Denver, Denver, Boston, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, it, it's it's real tough when when the guy that owns the team also owns the TV channel Washington. Yeah, but those are hard and, roads. And- and when they're not on Comcast, so you yes. know a big chunk of the yeah. the fans here don't even get to watch the teams. Yep, it's no different in LA with Time Warner and the Dodger deal that's been right. going on for a while. But yeah, it, so it, it's it's good news in the short term. Hockey fans are going to be able to finish the season, but I think this is just the start of, of the NHL is going to get on the director consumer bandwagon. There, there's going to be a change of how you consume NHL hockey as soon as next season. That's clear. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a dozen teams' rights. You know, that's, that's more than a third of the league that now can very quickly be allowed to change the rules. Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. That's not an insignificant number there. Yeah. And, it, and it's the wording is the NHL retains the rights, not the individual teams. So, yeah, there'll be what, what's best for the league there. Right. Yep. So we'll see. That's, uh, that's, that's going to be... That's going to be something, something to watch as, as they, uh, you know, as, as they turn around and, 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 you know, really they're, they're going to trim up how many people are carrying their games. If you need to trim Manscaped, check them out. PHN 20 is the code manscaped.com. Stay trimmed with Manscaped. 
I was wondering how you were going to get that one my, around. That's one of my weaker ones. Yeah, one of my weaker I, ones. I, I had a bad one last week too. You did that. No, yeah. You're trying too hard, man. I am. It's yeah, okay to I'm not be good at everything. It. Yeah, it's like it's okay if it's not your thing. It's not your thing. You can let it be you my say, thing. You say it's okay not to be good at everything. I'm just trying to be good at something. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. You you are the best PHN weekly podcaster. Uh yeah. I, I got. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting the most uh, airtime on this. Yeah. So you got that. I'm so sorry, listeners, but I am the one getting the most airtime. Final story that we'll talk about here: Yamir Yager. He, he played last night. Mm-hmm. He's back. 51 years young. 51. 36th official season. <laughs> we are now five. We are officially now another five years away, potentially, of him going into the Hall of Fame. Right. I, I mean, it, I guess, yes, for all. Yeah, you have to. Like all professional ranks, right? That's the every time he plays for the team he owns, clad now in, in, in the Czech Republic. It uh, adds five years before he can be voted in. Oh, jeez. 51 years old, majority owner of the team, 1352 of ice time, and he had some sauce. A, uh, a nifty cross-ice pass over about four advertisement logos. Uh, so, and, like, and, what, five inches? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, to the venerable Jacob Strand, 455 to the second period. Yamir Yager, another point in his NHL career. Not NHL. Excuse me, his, 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 his hockey career. not His, his professional career. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think his cross-ice pass was actually about, because it was blue line almost across the ice, uh, and then it was a return. So, I mean, it, it was probably five logos and, and a good 12 feet. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. 12 logos. Or uh, five four, logos. Four, I, I just, I, I believe, I count, I'm counting four. Four official European hockey <laughs> logos. It's getting ridiculous. Uh, you're 12, not going to be able to see the blue line soon. Jer- yeah, 12 logos on his jersey, I believe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The European uh, hockey is something else. It is. He uh, played in 26 games last year with four, 14 points. So we'll see how many he plays uh, this year. Team needs help. Uh, they're, they're 7, 13, and 6. Mm-hmm. A, uh, you know, 13 out of 14 teams in the league. Yep. yep. So he, he, I don't know what he waited so long. Got to get him started, man. Got to get him I, started. He, he might not have been uh, in shape to hit the ice until now. So, you know, he, he didn't get into his offseason exercises fast that enough. That guy is always in shape. You don't play oh, yeah. 24 years in the NHL without being in shape. Oh, yeah. 24 no. years. <laughs> What's Phil Kessel's excuse? Nine, nine different jerseys. But all 68. Always got oh, his yeah. number. Always. So that's a fun one. And, and that, on that. that number is going to be retired in February, right? In Pittsburgh? It is. Yep. Yep. They, they, they are doing a Yamir Yager night and uh, where he was the fifth pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. He was a top pick. Won back-to-back cups with Lemieux in 91 and 92. Yeah. Yep. So 68 will go in the rafters February 18th. 1921 points. It's, it's really good. It's very, very good. Um, yeah. We just need him to stop playing. So, like, I, I, I kind of want to see his person. I want to see what kind of speech he's going to deliver 
for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what do you think it'll be? Dry with a, I think it's gonna be a dry wit type speech. Yeah. You know, I think Me there'll too. be a joke about hair, mm-hmm. and then maybe I, I want to see if the traveling yoggers get get mentioned in it. You know, because they end up in nine <laughs> different jerseys for God's sakes. That that became right. a thing. But yeah, I it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But uh, just just yeah, just stop this. I, w- I want him retired. <laughs> you want him in the Hall of Fame? Do it for our sake. Who similarity scores? I was looking this up before the, the hockey reference similar. Who, who do you think he's most like? Um, through twenty-seven years. Through twenty-seven years. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we talking uh, current players? Are we we uh, talking retired? There's, there's only one player that even played twenty-four years. So yeah, right. Who's I, he most like? Give me a couple names. Uh, I mean, I'd say he's most like Alex Ovechkin. There you go. That was number one. Um. Think of a guy that also played forever back in the day. Right. I think he dressed at 70-something for the Detroit Vipers. <laughs> We're talking Gordie Howe? Yep, yep. That, that was the second most similar. The, the third, third one shocked me. What was that? Sidney Crosby. Really? I don't see them as similar players. Mm-mm. Tamu, Sakic, Phil Esposito, Mario, Brett Hall. Stevie Y, and then Evgeny Malkin. So I think he's more similar to Malkin's game than Crosby's game. I think so too. Yeah. I, I, feel, I think like Crosby just has like a little bit more finesse than anybody else on that list. Yeah. You know what this list has in common? What's that? They're either in the Hall of Fame or I'm pretty damn sure going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a, a very good company to keep on that list. Yeah, I mean, the only ones not in the Hall of Fame are Yager, Ovechkin, Crosby, and Malkin. Because they're all currently playing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and is there any doubt? I mean, I guess Malkin would be the only one you wouldn't say would be a shoe-in? Yeah, I was going to say, of those, Malkin's the, the weakest of... Of that, <laughs> that line. Wow. Boy. Yeah. Guy, a thousand games and 1,255 points, and he's the weakest. Right. Sheesh. Yeah. I guess he's almost, he's probably 1,100, close to 1,100 games now. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, the guy's going to finish with, uh, with, with over 1,300 points in his career and, and potentially 1,400 <laughs> to see how long he plays. Uh, yet he's the weakest. Yeah. Wow. Tough. Yeah. It's a good list. Tough crowd. It's a good list to be a part of. Yep. It's that time. It's that time. Time for the PHN Picks of the Week. Adam had himself a week last time we met. Did I? I, Five I, I we, we, we can talk oh. about it if you wish. We, we, we will talk about it because your perfect week now brought you even with me on the season. We're both at 14 and 11. Lonnie had himself a week too, also tying you with a perfect week. I uh, stayed above 500 for the week, three and two. So uh, well, we'll see uh, if I can get things back on track. Um, I, I don't know anybody who's been listening to the second line. I've had two five and zero weeks on the second line. I'm trying to bring that over here to the first line. Let's see if I can get that going again. Um, game number one, and I got to. I'm, I'm gonna already apologize to Adam here because the games this upcoming Saturday 
Um, I don't want to yeah. say they, they're not great games, but they're very lopsided potentially. Um, but these are the closest ones I could find. Game number one, Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> at the Florida Panthers. The closest I could find. I mean, yeah. there, there are 14 of them. You, you, you had you had a slate. I had a, I had options. It's but, the last uh, day before break for the league. Exactly. <laughs> the mandatory three-day break. I mean, I, I could have gone Dallas-Nashville. That's not going to be a... No, I, 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 the first yeah. game you picked, I think, is great. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an early start. It's a, it's, a, it's a late afternoon start out on the mm-hmm. East Coast there. Uh, I, I like Florida. With, with Vegas question of goaltending, I, I like Florida at home with the day start. Um, you know, it, it's Vegas is uh, going to finish up their road trip. They, they're going to be in Tampa a couple nights before they get, they got that day off in between. They're doing a Thursday, Saturday, not a Friday, Saturday in Florida, mm-hmm. which is so often seen, but yeah, I, I still think Florida takes that one. All right. Um, I'm going to go Vegas. Somehow they're going to figure out this whole goaltending situation. Um, and it will be just enough to top the Panthers. We're currently sitting third in the Atlantic division. Game number two, the Detroit Red Wings at the New Jersey Devils. Adam, who you got? I love this one. I think this is this is one of the really, really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I fir- first blush, I was going to pick Detroit, but then I realized they're at home the night before and have to travel. So I like Jersey with Detroit on a back-to-back. Okay. Um, I'm... I'm going to go Detroit. Jersey hasn't sold me that they have a losing record at home. They haven't sold me on much of anything this season. They're kind of on a, a downward swing from what we saw the last couple of seasons. Uh, they got a few issues they need to figure out and that's up and down the lineup. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Detroit in this one. Okay. All right. Game can, number. Can, oh, can I ahead. force an auto? Can I force an audible on game number three? I do think you're sleeping on one game. Okay, I, I'm open to suggestions. You have Pittsburgh, Ottawa, which I mean, let's. What about Arizona, Colorado? Don't sleep on Arizona; they're a playoff team right now, man. I, I never thought I'd hear you say anything <laughs> positive about the Coyotes. Um, yep, I'll, I'll take a divisional it. matchup, two playoff teams. Just saying. All right, no, I'll, saying. I'll take it. Yeah, Arizona, okay. Colorado. Let's let's change it up. Let's do it. Who you got? I I oh god I am I am gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna go the upset. I'm I'm gonna take Arizona. <laughs> I think okay. Colorado is gonna be tired from like the 10-0 whooping they put on Ottawa a couple days before. Okay. Um I'm going Colorado, not just to be a homer, but um Colorado. Pretty darn good at home. 12-4-0 at home. Arizona 5-8-2 on the road. Um, So I'll go Colorado in that one. All right. Game number four, Tampa Bay at Washington. Adam, who you got? All signs point to it should be Tampa. They're they're, they're a better team and and playing better. We talked about Washington and Woes, but they, they can't put it together on the road. They, they are struggling mightily on the road. So I'm going to take the caps because they're in the district. All right. Um, I'll go Washington as well. 
All right. Game number five, the New York Islanders at the Carolina Hurricanes. Adam, who you got? Jerks. Taking the jerks. I'm going to go with the Islanders. Something about them recently has just been, I don't know. They've been firing on all cylinders. Um, Six, one and three in their last 10. Um, Yeah, I'll take them. I'll take them. Well, they've 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 also held their own on the road. I mean, they they, yeah. they have they have had some really, really good looking road wins. I mean, we, we say this; they've lost their last two on the road. Um, they've had a home heavy month, but I mean, in November they 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 won some road games. So, and they're about to embark back on the road. They they've had a really weird schedule, man. Where they were, I think it was a seven game homestand at yeah. home, um, and and now they've got. This guy, this is so weird. I was looking at Carolina Saturday, and they're back home for two more. Wow! In December, yeah, they're they're, they're so home heavy in December, which really comes back to bite them. Not until February, when when they've got a, a bunch of road games in February. January yeah. is pretty even for them, but February, March, then the season they've, they've got a rough stretch. But yeah, I'll, I'll take. I, I I like I like it. I I, I don't. I wrestled with that one the most. Yeah. No, that, that one's to me. I, I think that's going to be the closest game we're going to see of the evening out, of, out of all these yeah. here. All right. Those are our picks for the week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at PHN podcast. And if you'd like to share your picks with us, you can use the hashtag PHN picks. That time where we wrap it up and, and tell you what's on our mind. You started with a story. You end with a thought. Richard Cote. Uh, kind of thought story mix here uh, because I had mentioned before that uh, because of the illnesses, you know, the upper body injuries that have uh, plagued our household here, uh, we are no longer partaking in the annual road trip back to New Mexico to see the family. A little bummed out, but, you know, I did start to prepare a little bit before all this struck and I started to get some snacks and stuff together because, you know, what is a road trip without snacks? It's boring. So um, I, I started to think about this, and I, I have a definite answer, but I want to hear from you, Adam. What, for you, is the most essential road trip snack? See, so th- this is where I, I, I am not a snacker. I do most of the driving. Yeah. But I'm, even when I'm – I'm not a snacker in the car. But oh. a vitamin water and, and like a kind bar – that that's my typical put it in the cup holder next to me for long road trips. Um, okay. I can tell you in my family though, uh, the, the, the super cheesy goldfish is very Ooh, popular. Nice in the back seat. Um, but in terms of like snack, like if it, for me, the quintessential road tracks road trip snack for me, if I was a snacker, would either be a trail mix or power mix type thing, you know, nuts and, and, and dried fruit and all that or pretzels. Okay. So, so you're more of like the savory kind of savory, salty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as much. So I like sweet as a treat sweet for my desserts, but I'm, I'm a savory, salty snacker. Okay. For me, it's cinnamon bears. I don't know if you've had them. They're fantastic. Like Teddy Grahams? No, they're, they're like, um, they're almost oh, the, like gummy, like the, the fiery, gummy like, like, the, like the spicy cinnamon bears, like gummy bears, spicy cinnamon. Yeah. That one? They're like, oh. yeah. If you mix like hot tamales with 
gummy yeah, bears. Yeah, that, that's yeah, them. Okay, yeah, no. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is my road trip snack. I okay. I did that a lot as you know, uh, right after high school, doing some road trips with my friends. That was something that we always had in the car. That and those cherry sour little balls. Yep. Those things are great. But you know, that is my essential road okay. trip snack, and that is my thought for the week. I will say when we stop at a candy store, I mean, besides peanut butter cups, but like for, for like the candy type stuff, gummy worms specifically are my go-to. Okay. I, I like them better than the bear. I, I like the, the, the surface area that you're chewing on. I, I think I, I like that, that, that you put it in, you both sides get the chew. Yep. I can respect that. All right. Worm over bear. Yep. My thought is just today's last day at work for me for the year enjoy some downtime some family time a hockey tournament for the little one it's it's going to be nice to to unplug for a couple days and and just enjoy it and i hope uh hope everybody enjoys this time of year Um, most of the country is not going to have a white christmas it looks like for those looking forward to that in the midwest there's going to be a lot of wet christmas it's not going to be cold enough but there's going to be a lot of rain <laughs> in the middle of the country. It, it looks like this weekend. So uh hope everybody stays out of that you know, flooding potentially happening out West. So, so, you know, we're thinking of those folks, but uh enjoy it. Enjoy the downtime. Um, You know, if you, since you can't watch the NHL, don't forget boxing day starts the beginning of the world juniors. So if you've, you know, NHL network will have all that. It's always fun to watch the stars of tomorrow. And then hear everybody prognosticate of this guy's number one and he's going to be the next Connor McDavid. That's my favorite. That is the best part of the world juniors is the next coming of, and then all the names that these 17 year olds and 18 year olds get put on them. (laughs) They're kids. Just remember that. Have fun. So Richard, thanks for doing all you do, man. Keeping this podcast sounding listenable. It it is that it is that. So, and you have lights. Yay. Yay. Power. There you go. Best part about that story, though, you weren't the first one of the day that had that problem. I know. I was, I, it validated wow. you. It did. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other one was an 83-year-old woman who has him on retainer. But, you know, we don't have to go into details. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you ask the type of client that? I did not. But I, I figured it was some sort of electrician client privilege I couldn't <laughs> violate. You really, you you didn't want to know because of what it could have been, right? Exactly. (laughs) For Richard Cote, this is Adam and Eglani. We hope you feel better soon and you're back with us in a couple weeks. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast.